I turned to you and I said, should we just get a flight to Helsinki right now? Oh, yeah. And and, and ditch our jobs and New ditch Year's, our... Wasn't it? I was like, should we just ditch it and, and do something insane? And you were like... Welcome to the Less Trodden Path podcast, a dedication to untangling the world in a raw and honest way, following your gut and your dreams, no matter what they may be. Often they are different to what is known as the norm, a step out of the comfort zone, the path less tread. We are here to help inspire you to take your own path by sharing both our own journey and the stories of others too making it clear along the way that anyone can do it, whatever it may be. With all the ups and downs, the good, the bad, the pretty, the ugly included. Dreams take time, but if you put your all into it, time doesn't mean anything. This factory is not my home Inside the machine, it's just not for me Not spending my savings, cause I don't have any There's too many places to go I'll be spending all my time living out um, my bucket list. I could play a song, but uh, maybe save that for a different time. Why? I don't know, because maybe maybe I'll play a song on a podcast where we interview each other or something. On my my interview, where you interview me. Alright. Maybe we could do that instead. Okay, well... Cool. Cool. We're rolling. <laughs> the podcast is on. We are sat in the mountains, the Sierra Nevada of Spain. How do you feel about that? I mean, compared to where we were this morning, pretty good because this is like the complete opposite to this morning, eh? This it's is so peaceful. Our kind of spot. It's peaceful. It's full of mountains. We've come from an absolutely incredible spot, obviously, but um, the wind. Put it this way, neither of us slept last night. <laughs> the wind is something that, if you're interested in van life, um, wind is something that's never really gets a a, a lot of mention, but it's a, a real pain. It's, it's probably the number one thing that wakes you up more than anything else. Mm-hmm. Like, I yeah. get woken up by wind more than I, than I get woken up by anything. Um, and I'm not even a very light sleeper, so... When I was told, I remember uh, my brother, Tiwo, saying how when he first saw the van, he was like, oh, you're going to get rocked about at night, you know that, like, when it's windy. And I was like, yeah, yeah. Didn't actually believe it until... Until, Until today, last night, where we've had a few rocky nights, but last night was by far the worst. Annoyingly, the wind is blowing our microphone now. Maybe I'll oh, like slightly <laughs> close the door. Away. No breeze. There you go. How was that? Authentic van podcast. That way everyone oh, listening nice. knows we're in a van. <laughs> But um, yeah, no, I'm I'm pretty pretty stoked that we're here. Took a bit of um, deciding on what to do, eh? Whether yeah. we would stay for an extra night or whether we would just leave on a. It's today's a Sunday. We never normally drive on a Sunday. We were going to do one of our big crazy hikes, and even that we didn't do it because it was that bad. It was and, so windy. You know, it's bad when uh, we cancel a cancel a mega. Yeah. But no, 
pretty stoked and now we're here yeah. recording a podcast just you and me yeah it feels odd not to have anyone else we are that we are our own guests today mm-hmm. so we're gonna talk about us which is <laughs> something that not you don't do very much i guess no. which is kind of cool um but uh i guess that we owe some of you listeners um a bit of backstory about us because um you might only know us as this couple that do crazy hikes and live in a van um you might know a bit more about us but um yeah we kind of wanted to delve in on our own less trodden path and mm-hmm. how we got to where we are now um which is funny part of the reason we decided um that when we do these podcasts, the first question or the sort of first point we want to get to when we ask people, um, when we when we talk to people, we always ask them how they how it is they got to where they are. We say, well, how did you get here? And the part of the reason we always ask that question is because it's the first question I ever asked Laura when we went on a first date. <laughs> yeah, I walked into the restaurant, you already sat there and... I don't know if I was a bit late or if you were a bit early, but uh, <laughs> it's the first thing you said. And normally, obviously, it's like, how are you? Or how was your day? Or what do you do for a job? And and you didn't. And it was like, what? Yeah. I've always thought as a, as a question, when you meet somebody or even people you know, I think what do you do is like the one that most people go for. Um, but what do you do opens up this um, question for like what do you do for work or how do you earn money or you know what what activities do you enjoy like it doesn't sort of get the point of like the story across of like how did you become you and you know and from that you can then open the story of like and where are you going and what would you want to do um because otherwise you get a a list of things that aren't that person you know Mm -hmm. how somebody earns money or you know this sort of general day-to-day of somebody's activities doesn't necessarily always equate to who they actually are. So I think the question, how did you get here, is the it's the number one opener. So if you want any conversation tips, I'm not an expert, but <laughs> there's my... Uh, it worked, so... Uh, yeah, somehow it must be well, must be a good one. But, um, I mean, how did we get here? Obviously, we had to meet... <laughs> And yeah. our, the way we met is probably not the most ordinary way, but that kind of makes us us, which mm-hmm. is pretty cool. Um, so this podcast is actually just about kind of Benedict and I as a couple rather than our own solo paths. They will be thrown at you <laughs> another time. Um, but yeah, this one is just about us. So we'll start from that very moment of kind of how we met um well <laughs> let's put it this way 6am morning lane swim in our local pool hometown this is how we met i guess it's one of those things that we're two people that love early mornings and getting out and exercising and you know doing um things at a hour of the morning that some people don't like and I guess as two people who like that, the best way to come together is to meet doing it. Mm-hmm. Um, it was definitely for me like one place I never thought I'd meet anyone because um, early morning lane swims at um, a local sort of 
rural town swimming pool. If you've never been to any or been to one, then um, the average age of the person who goes to the early morning lane swim is at least above 35. And that's on a good day, right? Um, and uh, I used to go to them and no chance in in ever did I ever think that I'd meet someone, yeah. let alone like the person. Well, it's funny because obviously you were going to the pool where I used to work at. And I was going to the same company, but in the next town along. And I, so the pool I was going to closed for like refurbishments or whatever it was. And I actually debated going to the pool you were at because it, to me, it was just, you know, I didn't want to step back into kind of my old workplace, not for any kind of bad reasons, but just it was further away from the work I was doing at the time as well and you know a bit more of a drive and it was just stepping back into things that I once knew that just you know an old an old life maybe I don't really know how to say it mm -hmm. but um obviously I decided to do it because I needed that morning swim and there was no other pool local in the area that was a 25 meter pool so yeah, rocked up, and uh, before I know it, obviously yeah. saw some old work colleagues, and soon got to know that the uh, the guy in the orange hat <laughs> that was funny because I hadn't seen any young guys. The only guys, like you said, <laughs> were all a lot older, and it, it did freak me out a little bit. I thought that there was perhaps an older guy, an older man, who was checking me out and took me a few swims before realizing <laughs> that, <laughs> that I was young <laughs> that it was you and not some older man yeah. um so that was a bit of a relief but uh yeah you're making it sound very smooth it wasn't <laughs> as smooth as that it was one day it Laura was a whole, whole shampoo bottle later yeah Laura showed up at the pool and I just assumed this, it was a one-off, like she was maybe like a student that had come home for the weekend or, um, you know, somebody, some rich guy's boyfriend, uh, girlfriend, I was like, he'll be pulling up in his Porsche to like take her off. And um, for those that don't know, Laura swims incredibly well, like she like is a mermaid in the water like insane so not only was she like this beautiful girl in the in the pool she's like the best swimmer by far in the pool which isn't that hard in the morning lane swim <laughs> let's be fair but um it is still like you know you can tell you trained like as a, as like growing up and um i just assumed it'd be a one-off but lo and behold the next day there she was again, and then there she was again, and then it felt like the universe was really trying to drum it in that I needed to step up. But unfortunately, like me being me, um, couldn't quite muster it up, and it took um, actually embarrassingly my mum and the lifeguard to help <laughs> me out, <laughs> and then a whole bottle of shampoo in the shower whilst trying to muster up the courage to ask you out, and then bottled that um and then ended up walking past you whilst you were drying your hair going to the area where you have to put your shoes on and i just spent about 15 minutes pretending to tie my lace <laughs> to which you then walked out of the pool walked past me so i had to then walk out of the reception area chase me out go into the car park and go hey uh hello uh 
um, can I? I'm sorry, my mum talks to you, uh, but uh, can I have um, your number? <laughs> it was odd. It was funny because I'd heard your mum and you obviously in the change rooms. I think it was a couple of days before, and she had said to you, "Are you coming to college today?" <laughs> and to me, I couldn't. I couldn't figure out how old you are. So when she said that, it was like, "Oh no, is I... this is this guy like a college <laughs> student college who's student? way younger?" Um, but no, luckily, I actually luckily, worked at the was, college. Yeah, to confirm. At the time. Yeah. <laughs> um, luckily, it wasn't the young young boy or the old man. It was just a guy, Peter Pan syndrome. <laughs> there you go. He just I appeared just and really disappeared young. here and there. Still kind of do. But yeah, That's and then from met. that, I guess the ball kind of rolled, and we went on our first date. Um, one yeah. evening, had had delicious pizza. You had a Bit of an error of a um, yeah. meatball and spaghetti. And with I was a white wearing top. a white t-shirt. <laughs> and I mean, if you don't watch Instagram, um, you might not know, but I don't even know if Instagrammers know. I am, um, I'm really bad at getting stuff down me when I eat. And I don't even mm-hmm. when I really try. And for some reason, on that first date with Laura, I managed to do a whole spaghetti meatball. It's the only time that you've ever eaten and in a food white t-shirt without getting it down you. Which was a bit of an achievement in itself. Mm-hmm. That so that shows you how much time and effort and concentration I was putting in into that meal. But, but yeah, so there you go. How did I get here? That <laughs> so, day clearly went smoothly because here we are. What is it? Almost three years later now. Yeah, I guess like two years and in the date and in the sort of weeks that followed, we we both established how much like we were mm-hmm. um in everything that we you know wanted out of life and what we'd been working on as individuals as well as um you know what we liked doing like you know we met at 6am lane swim so we knew that we'd be well, I mean I I figured out that we'd probably be quite yeah. compatible and like I mean the whole time I've known Laura like just to put this out there on the podcast like I've felt like I'm living a film. I've never really <laughs> felt like... I've felt like my book is already written and I just turn the pages. <laughs> Getting really Better deep be a here. Good ending. But um, I really I really do. Like to like I said, never thought I'd meet anyone at a lane swim at 6am, but always kind of dreamed I would. And then you are like the ideal. <laughs> We're like so alike, it's silly. And, yeah. yeah. And it was also cool when... You know, another thing that kind of really jumped out was when we met up um, another time and we were just talking, obviously you were talking about the band and and all of your touring around the world. And to me, it was like, OK, so he's into, you know, he's, he, he's into gigs and gigs can be late nights, gigs mm-hmm. can be alcohol. And I wasn't one for late nights and I was not one for alcohol either. Never really liked alcohol. And on that day we were I remember we were sat um in on a field by the river and we'd gone to a pub to get a drink and we'd both got a diet coke hmm. and you know it was both like we don't drink and it, that was when it was confirmed and yeah. it was like okay like chill like we have we don't even need to worry about alcohol yeah I know which is which crazy really cool and then so much more kind of opened up from there and it just fell fell into place it was meant to be mm-hmm. like as cheesy as that is 
it is meant it, to no, be. No, it honestly does. 100%. Or, like, everything that comes up always, even when we talk about stories now, and it's, like, how similar, like, even, like, how, you know, we felt about school and how we were and how we were as people and how we were as kids, you know, like, mm-hmm. I feel like there's so many similarities between us. So, yeah. But I guess one of the things that really stood out when we first got together was, like, we both wanted our own thing. We we yeah. kind of established that really early on. And then the other thing was, like, we wanted to kind of... I guess we hadn't really vocalised it to each other, but we wanted to break out of where we were mm-hmm. and explore. And yeah. I, I don't want to use the term travel because it's so much more than just travel. Because, yeah. like, travelling just, you know... Put, put on a backpack and mm. go around the world and then go back home like yeah. that's not what we want and it's not what we wanted and I guess we both kind of established that really early on like we want more than but we didn't really know I guess you had just come back from living in London for what was it eight years mm-hmm. and I had planned to go to Australia that f- following or no it was that September mm-hmm. we met in the May time yeah and that September I had planned to go to Australia with no plan on returning and obviously that summer I went away for six weeks. Yeah, six you weeks. had a travel plan, which was a real kick in the teeth because mm-hmm. we just met and everything's so magical. And like we had this horrible crunching date where you were going traveling for six weeks. Yeah. But at the same time, it was like, okay, she's this sort of girl that goes traveling for six weeks. Mm-hmm. Like I can get on board yeah. with this. And then obviously I kind of, put Australia to a side because before heading off to America um, for those six weeks I, I, I felt that something was right I felt mm-hmm. that this wasn't just a, a thing and it would be over in a few weeks like there was more and again because there were so many similarities it made sense so I did decide obviously I came back from Australia Australia no I came back from America Costa Rica <laughs> um, by the end of that summer um, and I had decided to just, you know, put Ride Australia on hold for a little bit, see what happened. Um, obviously, I had already started to look into kind of the whole process of it all, but because I had nothing else holding me kind of back at um, at home other than work, I was free to kind of let it happen as it did. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I came back and I just, you know, even during the whole six weeks away, I... I felt that there was, that this was right. Yeah. And I remember you then went away um, in October half term for your tour in America. Mm-hmm. And that was like, again, it was like, oh, he's off and I wish I could go with him. But, yeah, you know, but it was, it's still, you came back and it was still, this is so to, right. We needed and, to learn about each other, didn't we? Yeah. And like, we had all these ambitions and plans, but it was almost too early to execute them because, like, we just needed to discover each other. Well, we both wanted to head out there, but, like you said, it was almost too early. Yeah. Um, And we still, whilst we knew that that's what we wanted, we were still, you know, you had recently started a new job. I I was still kind of... Yeah, so... But then we booked the all-famous Tallinn, Estonia, which if you've never been to Estonia, if you've never been to Tallinn, then get yourselves over there as soon as you can because it changed our relationship for the better and 
that magic that we got from Tallinn is still in the air today. Yeah. It started so much and we so we went when did we book it? We booked it. So that's what we you had been on your travels and you said to me that you'd never been in a moment That's since right. you'd started travelling or going places and exploring the world, you'd never been in a moment where you hadn't had some mm-hmm. sort of travel booked for the future. And it for you it was like the way you got through your job. Yeah. <laughs> it's like and I remember we sat down and, and we were just looking at some cheap flights for like a winter break and I'd I'd followed some YouTubers back in the day who'd gone to Tallinn um, with the te- like the Estonian tourism board, and they'd said how it was like this cool, quirky place where not many people go, but in the winter it has this incredible Christmas market, and it's just sort of off the beaten track. It's literally like taking the less trodden path as as far as travel goes. And I saw that on the flights that it was super cheap, and I was like to you, oh, do you want to go to Tallinn, Estonia? And you were sort of like, where? <laughs> At the time, I was still a little bit kind of apprehensive on things I had never heard of, even with like food, for example, I was quite like, yeah, mm, and you need to you tell me more. You had an adventurous before. spark in your eye, but you were equally a bit like, mm, yeah, come on, I need to know. I wanted to know more. I mean, I'm still like it to this day. Like, I need to, yeah, you know, you I, like I need to, understand to yeah. a little bit. But, um, and then as soon as I kind of knew even a tiny bit more, I was like, yeah, let's just do it. Cool, book it. And it was straight up magic. We... We flew out to Tallinn on an early morning flight and we got there and it was winter wonderland but like not not like a classic touristy mm-hmm. gimmicky one like literally like just this ideal I don't know place and we had we'd lucked out on a really nice Airbnb by accident which we booked last minute and it was right like in the centre of the old, like, well, it was just on the outskirts of the old town, but, like, a walk from everything you needed, and the hosts would, had been incredibly kind and, like, given us all these recommendations of where to go and what to do, and we'd figured out that we didn't want, like, grotty airplane food and stuff like that, yeah. so we'd saved our, we'd saved our breakfast an, for when we arrived. It was an early morning flight, it was, like, 6am, and then we got there at, like... I think we 11, got there at 10, 10 and then we got to the airbnb at 11 yeah and then by the time we were out so and about it was like just, midday yeah but we were like oh stop it mm-hmm. I'd rather eat something good yeah and this is when <laughs> so is... not only is Tallinn the kind of all famous magical trip but uh this is when the all famous oats kind of came into the picture this is when oats came into the picture big time you had obviously already been eating them for a little while and i had had i mean porridge oats you know in the past but nothing like this and nothing like we have these days and oh if you want to if you haven't seen our oat bowls yet then check them out and if you want the recipes for any of them then just give us a shout because we will (laughs) share these oat recipes dishes whatever you want to call them out to the world some people might be listening like (laughs) what on earth has porridge and oats got to do with taking a less strong path and how you guys got here. But believe me, it is an integral part to the story of us because it's like, it's a, like I was saying just before we recorded this podcast and we were kind of going through like some notes. It's not just for us like a food and like it, it's a little kind of ritual that reminds us of that moment mm-hmm. in Tallinn and every day we get to kind of experience mm-hmm. it together. Mm-hmm. And, you know, it's just... 
I guess it's like going to the pool together too. Yeah. You know, it, there's there's a little bit more magic in the air than just oh we're going swimming. Yeah. Like you know what I mean. Yeah. And um, yeah, but so we were in Tallinn, and we'd been recommended a um, a few cafes, and we noticed one of them was called August. And we'd already spoken a little bit about August because you said it was your favourite month because you were born in August. Yeah, and um, there was that film that I'd watched on the plane to America called August. Oh no, and um, you had watched Wonder. It as well. Oh, Wonder and the Wonder Kids and the, ki- the Kids right. Galore. And we were saying how cool of a name it yeah, was. Yeah, quirky name. And um, I think that's when we decided we were going to get a dog as well <clears throat> called August. And then we just so happened to stumble upon this cafe called August. Mm-hmm. And it was really like a cool coffee shop vibe. And I've always loved those kind of like, you know, kind of little hip niche coffee shops. And I'd kind of introduced you to them a little bit. Um when we first got to know each other. So it was like the ideal place for us. We walked in there and saw that porridge was on the menu. And I was at first a little bit like unsure and, you know, I really wanted to try it, but I just, I just didn't know. And because we were so hungry, it was almost like a brunch. So it was like, but is it going to be too much? And oh man, I'm just so glad I went yeah, for it. It was the switch and in Laura V. Yeah. She was sold to porridge from that moment onwards. And after that trip, we, we started creating our own We have literally and... had oats every single yeah. morning, apart from maybe once. Like two or three times. Since. I know, that. it's crazy. But then like that trip amongst the oats as well, like... We kind of discovered that, you know, we had, a th- we this was so much more than just like, you know, you and me going away for a bit and then going back to our jobs. Mm-hmm. And we, although we did, we, there well, was this, was... I tell you what, there was this moment of madness at the end of that, that talent trip was four days. And on the fourth day, uh, the third day before, the um, on the evening of the third day, before we were flying home on the fourth morning, I turned to you and I said, should we just get a flight to Helsinki right now? Oh, yeah. And and, and ditch our jobs and New ditch Year's, our... Wasn't it? I was like, should we just ditch it and, and do something insane? And you were like, I mean, yeah. And we ha- actually had, like, flights up and, like, how much it would be. And we had an Airbnb up. And we were, like, really, like, there was this sort of moment where we were both looking at each other like, should we? And I felt like there was this real like gut feeling of like, yeah, we should just do it. Mm-hmm. But like classic kind of like in those early moments and those early days, we were like, mm, well, maybe we'll just book somewhere for New Year's in the UK and we'll yeah. find a camp, a camping spot. And we didn't go with it. But I think that was the first moment of magic where it was like, OK, as a couple and as individuals, we want more out of life than like just going back to work and occasionally going mm. away. Because I also remember when we landed on the flight and um, back in the UK, we were straight on our phones on our on the Airbnb, seeing or like trying to find something for New Year's, which was that night. I yeah, think it was. yeah. Um, and in the end, we didn't actually find anything because it was just so close. And we had a great New Year's anyway. But that talent trip just really opened us up even more to obviously as it was going to but to who we were and what we wanted and that was also the trip where we kind of confirmed you know we were still both very lost and didn't really want to be where we were but because we just met each other we wanted to discover each other it was like what do we do do we 
do we just up and leave or you know you had to kind of you didn't have to but you had just had this new job and you were on this course yeah so it was like what do we do yeah and we and hadn't i guess neither of us had made a hugely bold decision in life yet like we were both still kind of like just we wanted to make those bold decisions but neither of us had stepped out and made one yet and i think that we both knew in, in within each other we probably could and we probably would at some point but it, it just didn't feel like the right time i guess yeah and the time happened when it was right yeah but until then you know we decided we we were very pressured into moving out and finding a place it was both other pressures from, like from other people but it was also our own it was mm-hmm. you know we were kind of at that age early to mid 20s where we we wanted to be together more where we needed our own space we liked to get up yeah. early so you know you staying at mine was could could wasn't as comfortable and vice versa and all that and yeah. that talent trip i remember we had that conversation where you had been looking for a flat for yourself and i turned to you and i said well in that well, let's case just let's together. just do it together and we literally went and looked at a house yeah like so then starts I think the process it was like on the 9th of january or something this then so after that talent trip starts the process of when we nearly bought a house which we want to talk about on this podcast because i guess the whole taking the less trodden path not everybody i guess we i wanted really to kind of drum home the message of like taking a less trodden path doesn't mean that you don't consider these Mm -hmm. things or even go and you almost do them them. Mm -hmm. and in case of laura and i's story we nearly bought a house and and settled where we were despite not really wanting to do it and despite knowing that like we wanted so much more but like you said there was other factors in play where like you know we wanted our own space and we wanted to you know uh discover each other and you know we had we we kept saying stuff like well we'll buy it and then we'll rent it out or we'll buy it and then we'll um have it for two years and sell it and then we'll go and do this stuff and we didn't really know what to do and we I don't know, we were kind of lost and we hadn't we really done lost. any research. It's like, like you said, we knew what we wanted, but we didn't know what it was. No. And I think we, I mean, we must have viewed, I think it was like 11 or 12 houses. Yeah, we went right? a few. And there were a few where we almost were like, yeah, 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 let's do it. And then it was like, no, it doesn't feel right. And then one thing we had always said is we're not renting. We had said that from the start, we're it. not renting. And <laughs> not through, really sure why. Yeah, we just had like just, a, a silly belief that that wasn't a good thing to do. But then actually... But we, during all these <laughs> times, obviously renting. we still continued with travelling as we loved. Yeah. Which, one thing we obviously want to make, like, we want to put out there as well is that it isn't all just about travel. No, taking the restaurant path isn't travelling No. We really <laughs> want to get that One thing we want to really kind of put out there is that this podcast isn't about travel guys you have to travel like it's not but it's just about following your dreams and really doing what feels right and you know there's always going to be what ifs and there's always going to be other people who tell you you shouldn't or it's a bad idea or you question it self-doubts as well as your yeah buying a house yeah you know so we both knew deep down when we were going through that process of buying a house we were still so fresh we hadn't really explicitly said to each other, this doesn't feel right. Yeah. But we both had that gut feeling, which is funny because when we get to the next part of the story, which is when 
everything kind of comes to a real... It all makes sense. It kind of fell... It was almost... It feels like an external force. And I'll go back to that thing where I feel like I'm living a book and I'm just turning the pages. Yeah. On the day, me and Laura eventually confirmed a house and we put down a deposit and we were all excited, but there was this over underlying feeling of this isn't right. Um, But we didn't tell each other. We don't want this future, but... We kept kind of convinced ourselves that, you know, we, we did want to move out. And we wanted our own space and we, you know, we were slightly, we were slightly older and like there was all this sort of pressure. And then on the day um, we'd confirmed a mortgage, <laughs> which sounds so adult. Yeah. On that day, um, I think this is right. I was at work. So, Laura had been debating. So, her, so well, I'll go for you. we had obviously had confirmation that the house was ours. We'd been trying to fight the price for a little while, um, acting like we knew what we were doing, which we didn't. I mean, who does really? But, you know, yeah, we didn't. And that day that we found out that we had it was amazing. You know, we had, we're, we used to do, I mean, we still do. We haven't recently because of obviously the situation in the world, but we were doing competitive swims outdoors. Yeah, yeah. And this is the day that we had our first um, lake swim in Lake Windermere. Yeah. And we were so excited and it was amazing and and all of this stuff happened, which was just crazy. But then going into more detail into all this in a podcast in, you know, later yeah, on, not quite you, this one. Maybe. Yeah. In your podcast, um, we'll go into the proper story of yeah, this. Long story short um work for me just wasn't right anymore after several years of loving it and it was really I was really passionate about it I was a swimming teacher I love swimming so it was really my thing but mentally physically I was starting to get really unwell um you know kind of mentally very unwell as well as physically asthma attacks at night and stuff and I just knew it wasn't my thing I just knew that it uh, swimming teaching is my thing is my passion but I wanted it to be mine mm-hmm. like I you know from a young age I've always said I don't know what I want but I know that you know what it's going to be for, it's it going to be my thing yeah, yeah. like it's going to be my business uh-huh. or and I'd, I'd already I'd said that too which is one of the things that we yeah. shared in common when we first met we were like oh we both want this mm-hmm. anyway and we went away for uh, we had a swim in Brighton in the sea yeah. And we decided to um, have a have a sneaky um, day off, I guess you could say. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so one of the things that Laura and I, when we first met, um, we, were, we were going through all these, like, things we should do as a couple. And one of the things I said to you was, we should one day both sneak off work and go somewhere rad. And that was like my what words. What was the thing? Ask for forgiveness, not permission. That's the quote, yeah. There's, the, there's a it. quote and it's um, ask for forgiveness, not permission, because permission can get denied, mm-hmm. but you can always be forgiven. Yeah. So it's always better. So that's a man like that's a really good quote. And that I haven't heard. We haven't said that for ages, but that's a really good one. If you're ever thinking about making a decision that's a bit gnarly and but it's something you really want to do. And just remember that ask for forgiveness mm-hmm. not for permission mm-hmm. but we we kept saying that to each other and this day in brighton came up where we had a swim booked on the saturday but we were both working the friday and that friday morning i got but into we, work we were gonna stay like we were gonna be arriving we were, in brighton we that late night. and the yeah, morning swim was at eight o'clock and 
I I got into work and um, Laura was really su- mentally suffering in her job at this point. She was having a really sort of to hard time. To the point time. where I was having physical pains as well. I remember yeah, that morning and you were blotchy work, and you were having all these allergic reactions was... to, the, to the pools you were working in. And there was all this sort of stuff going on. And I turned up to work and it was it was either training day or I found out that like I didn't have any classes yeah, to teach. I remember that. And I got there and I was like, it is absolutely pointless me being here. And I just text Laura. And Laura said, I really don't want to go into work. And it was early morning. We'd just been at the pool, maybe. Or maybe no, I had. No, hadn't that morning. I think, I think you, you might have had. I think you probably weren't well enough. But anyway, we got, I got to work about 8 o'clock. And I text Laura just saying, just fob it off. And if you fob it Let's off, go. I'll fob it off. And we'll drive to Brighton now. And before you even kind of managed to finish it, I was like, I'm on my way. And you were like... Okay, I'm gonna do it. Yeah. And then you rang me and you were like, "I've done it. I've said I'm. I've said I'm not. I'm not well. I'm going." I'm but the, fu- the funny the thing funny is, is like, you were I'm, unwell. I wasn't well, but equally, you know, I wanted to be well enough for the swim the next day because that was more important to me. And I apologise to anybody I used to work with slash I don't. <laughs> I didn't say anything. I just left because I knew that no one would come and yeah. check to see if I was there. Oh, so I just left. It was an incredible weekend. And it was like, one of those feelings. And I think. It was another, another like, relatively early on in our relationship, like, another kind of, okay, we're more than just, like, people that, you know, accept the path. Yeah. We, we, we take our own. Yeah. Um, and I guess that kind of... I remember getting back that Saturday evening and I had a, my five-hour shift of teaching in the pool the next day and I was just not well again. And I was almost scared to go in and... I remember getting home from that shift on the Sunday afternoon and I just broke down to you and I just, you know, I'd been, one, another reaction I was getting was a bunged nose. I couldn't breathe when I was in the pool um, I, to the point where I could barely swallow. Like my throat was closing up so bad. And I remember getting home, it was lunchtime or just after or lunchtime for me obviously to eat and I, I couldn't eat my food because mm-hmm. I was so swollen. And I remember looking at you and saying, I can't do it anymore. And I had two weeks left before the end of term, before summer. And I just said, I can't, I can't do it. I need, I need a break and I can't wait two weeks. And you looked at me and you're like, you were like, I know. So, um. This is a moment when I realise, like, there's been a few moments in Laura and I's relationship where Laura will always do what she says she's going to do in in every way. So if she says she's going to do something, she does it. She's not somebody that says... I'm going to do this and then backs out. Laura says, I'm going to do this and she does it. And she said to me that day, I'm just going to quit. And but uh, I think that, well, I, I was, I was, I was like, I was unsure because I did love the job. I said, I'm going to go to the doctors and get a note, but I'm probably going to quit. And basically the next day, I did, I got a note and, you know, I came home and I called you and I said, I've, I've handed I've the note it. in and I don't know what now, but that's it. And then you called me again and... Right. So then this, this whole tangent of that, of this story comes back to the morning I go into work and get a phone call from our estate agent or whatever you call them to say that the house sale had fallen through. And I called you and I said, the house has fallen through. And you were like, oh. and you just told me about quitting your In job. all honesty. And I was like relieved 
to the max and you you were like oh man and i was like but it's kind of not old man it's kind of like thank goodness because i don't think we really want this and that's when we just started this discussion of like we don't want a house we don't want to live things here. in we this really moment don't. felt like everything was just the worst thing ever and obviously it wasn't like it really wasn't but in that moment it did within days it felt right within days i think i felt right at the time yeah i was i was okay i i had I'd realised a few weeks before it that, that we didn't really want the house and we were just going through the motions, but it felt too far gone. And this is a testament to anybody who ever feels like that. If you feel like you're too far gone in something that you don't really want, know that backing out is easier than you think it is. And I feel like that's happened a few times in my life where I was going down a path that I perhaps didn't want in life. But the thing is, is if you really don't want it, the other thing, if you don't back out completely yourself, I often found have found in my life that things happen where it makes you back out anyway, yeah. and the house is one of them. Again, it goes back to this theory that I think I'm, I think I'm already living a book because I didn't really want the house. We'd established that sort of your job wasn't making you happy. I at the time wasn't really happy with my job either, but we will get to that, and. Then I get this phone call to say that the house is off. And I was just like struck with relief. Mm-hmm. And I called you and like you said, that for you was like the cherry on the top of yeah. everything going bad. And I was like, no, no, Laura, this is such mm-hmm. a good thing. Like, we don't want this house. Mm-hmm. Like, we, we want more. We, we want to run our own things. We, mm-hmm. we have these dreams and ambitions that are, are the less trodden path, but they're, you know we can do them now yeah and we very much realized this over the next six weeks of summer that we had where luckily you were in a job where you had that six weeks off and we you know we went to we went to germany for three weeks and then we went to france for a week and that really kind of came through but you still had a year left yeah. of your qualification and it was a, it we you almost but we left. had another so there's another there's here's another moment just like the end of Tallinn where so me and Laura we'd we decided that summer before you'd even uh, quit quit your job that we were going to travel for three weeks over that summer um me, Laura and I at the time both worked jobs where you got a big summer holiday and got paid for it so it it's not like we you know we, we for us using that money made sense and even though we'd somehow managed to scrounge together a, a house deposit um we we decided that we still wanted to travel because that was a a real component to us and how how we lived so we had this three week travel booked and at the end of the three week travel this is after we've established that we're not buying a house and we didn't really know what we were doing. You didn't. You were lost because you were trying to figure out what you were gonna then do. I'd quit without a penny. I. We were sat in Belgium. We were sat in Ghent in a, another trendy coffee oh, shop. Yeah, yeah. And I turned to you and said, "Shall I just quit my job too and we'll travel?" And you were like, "Yes, yes, yes, please, <laughs> let's just do it." And I had this another moment of madness where I was like, "No, I've I've got to do it. I think I've got to do it. I think I've got to live. I've got to. This is my true path. This is my heart." And Whatever I get, whatever we end up doing, whether it's together or, you know, somehow sort of individual, but together, 
it, it starts with me quitting this, the job I was in and us going off together. And I had this moment of madness and then I bowled it again. And yeah. I remember you just close being like, that come door on, again. come on, you can do it. You almost opened the door and walked through and closed that one yes. behind you, but you, you bottled it. And it is what it is because it meant that we had the next year where to we actually ended up renting a flat. Uh-huh. It just happened. You know, we, we came across this flat when we got back from the summer travels in September and two weeks later we'd moved in. Mm-hmm. And from then onwards, you know, it was a well, whole year so of... We, let's just a little backtrack there we we came back from our travels and we sort of put our priorities down and said what do we really need and we said we need our own space so it was like well let's just rent a a flat and then you turned to me and you said before i met you i was going to australia when we first met we kind of agreed that we'd probably do something like that once we'd kind of discovered each other and then it got to that september and there was a point like i said at the end of our little euro trip at the end of the summer where we said we could go now and then i couldn't quite muster up the courage plus i i was sort of in this qualification i didn't really want to get but you know i'd half half done it and and it felt like i've already done half and i'm not the sort of person that likes to not finish things and uh, i was like oh and i said let's rent a flat get our own space figure some stuff out and you were like okay but at the end of this flat tenancy we move we go we go to australia because we'd we'd agreed that that was the thing Mm -hmm. we're like we'll go to australia and we'll figure things out from Mm -hmm. there and this was a september this was september 2019 Mm -hmm. to september 2020 and we did the flat and some things happened which i think we should go into on our own individual ones um but during our time at the flat, we, you were on this journey of self-discovery where you went to Bali and you, you did your yoga qualification. And we were both really adamant at this point that we needed, the, the longer we lived in the flat, as much as we loved our own space and, um, you know, we were discovering things more and more about each other and discovering things about ourselves, we knew more and more that we needed to get out and do our own thing if we were serious about making this ambition of like we are going to do our own thing for work for living for and we are going to explore and we are going to use our true the things we truly love doing like you said yoga swimming and me music and and creating like we knew that we had to make something of that, but we knew that it wasn't just going to happen. And throughout the flat, it became more and more evident until. So then we, we got to about January, of mm-hmm. of twenty twenty. This time last year, and we were like, okay, let's get the ball rolling on Australia, yeah. and we we started that ball rolling. So we we We've then had all the confirmation of how to go about it. We, we researched it. Up. We, you you know. went to STA, mm-hmm. we, we started to get the stuff together to get the working holiday visa because we figured that would probably be the best way to get out to there. Start, yeah. We didn't really know, uh, dream, a dream destination for you was has always been Australia. I'd been to Australia and really loved it and I knew that there were opportunities out there for us to And to it was do. Australia for, you know, for things, again, like swimming yeah. and like the weather, the, active, the openness, life, the active... Um, but we were also open to other things, but Australia was the big one. Australia was like the starting point. Yeah. Uh, in our heads, anyway. So 
it gets to March and then obviously coronavirus comes out of the picture. And again, at the time, it felt a bit like the world was falling apart. But I guess through it, a bit like the house, something felt in the air like... I remember the morning of lockdown happening. I turned to Laura and I said, I think I'm going to win this lockdown situation. I actually said that word for word. I don't know why, I just had this gut feeling that whatever came out of this lockdown situation, whatever it was, because it was all very new at the time, it was going to be good. Mm-hmm. And it was going to put put us on this trajectory of this path of like doing our own thing. Mm-hmm. Well, it also brought us closer as well, because obviously I lost all of my... By that point, I had kind of picked up a few more swimming um, shifts, like private um, lessons and stuff in the area... Um, so I obviously lost those, and luckily my yoga classes that I was that I had picked up and I was teaching moved online, um, which was awesome. But you just kept working, but from home. Mm-hmm. But it just gave us that extra time to, you know, not only live in the flat a bit more because other than that, like if it hadn't been for lockdown, we were only seeing each other. Yeah. Once a week. We didn't have a very good quality of life for our relationship. No. And for two people that. As a couple, we are, we do everything together mm-hmm. and we love to do everything together because we are so similar yeah. and we we share so many similarities in, yeah. in things we like to do. And those like once, you know, every weekend wasn't enough, like, and I, I couldn't envision a future where all I did for the next 35 years was see you once a week. Mm-hmm. And, like it sucked so mm-hmm. hard. And then that lockdown made us, really come into terms with that and and it was like that lockdown we had every waking moment together even if we were kind of working and it was like oh my god this is what life should be like Mm -hmm. we need to figure out a way to sustain a living that means we're doing this yeah and it's not through some virus because Mm -hmm. we're working from home it's because we've built our own thing Mm -hmm. and that was like a real moment of like okay it's now or never yeah. We and need to do it. We agreed that whatever would happen, we would leave that September yeah, as we'd a stick to our agreed. goals. We said whatever it would be, even if it's renting somewhere else in the UK. Yeah. We said we would do it. We we'd do it and through it start our thing. Yeah. That was the agreement. Yeah. It was like September we agreed we were gonna move to Australia and start our thing. Let's regardless of Australia, regardless of anything, in September we move out of that flat. And we do our own thing. Whatever happens. And we'll do it together mm-hmm. and we'll be in it together. And mistakes will happen together, but we'll be mm-hmm. together yeah. the whole time. Yeah. So. And so we held off or held on, held on to Australia? We held on to Australia until, until we realised it really wasn't going to be And no, open. I think it was when they confirmed they wouldn't be opening the borders. That's yeah. when we were so like, okay, So then we started okay, looking at B. some other ideas. Now... Living in a van was something you had always spoken about since day one of yeah. being together. It was I'd, your I'd, dream since you were... I'd discovered van life like probably most people who were nearly 30 when they were like 15 and they had this idea that they'd buy a VW van and used to look at people from the 70s. Hmm. Especially being a musician, I thought it was the coolest thing. Actually, little sidetrack story. I met a guy when I was about 12 in Glastonbury um, at the place, not the festival, who lived in the back of an old converted ambulance and he played guitar and he had long hair and he played us a song about a girl down the river and 
he resonated in my mind and he, I held on to that image of that guy like my whole adult life I was like that'd be pretty rad but yeah I you know I'd, I'd wanted to do uh, living in a van and that kind of traveling around playing music mm-hmm. for ages so yeah we we thought of that I tabled we the idea with it we tabled the idea even before Australia was I think even when Australia was still a thing because we yeah. were like we could do that in Australia mm-hmm and then it was like, but we could also do it when we, we get back. We could do it here. Yeah, and yeah. one of the reasons we thought of that was because we didn't know if Australia would just be a two-year thing or a or much longer. Lifetime so we were like, oh, it. let's just do Australia, do the big thing, big thing first. And then it was just the way we were thinking about it. Obviously, these days we'd probably think about it differently. But but then so yeah, so we thought of it, but we also kind of didn't play around with it too much. And then we thought of other things. We actually even got a job confirmed in Costa Rica. Yeah, we did. Um, we, did. We, we got a work exchange. Um, yeah, which was pretty confirmed cool. Confirmed in Costa Rica. But it wasn't... It, it didn't feel right. No, and it wasn't going to be answering what we were kind of chasing. It wasn't going to give us the freedom that we needed to start our own thing. Mm-hmm. And I think that's what van life really started to open up to us. We realised that through it, we could do us. We didn't have to live by anyone's schedule anymore. We could start our own thing, not really knowing what that was, but we as people have always been the sort of people that you you jump and then you fly. Yeah. You don't establish that your wings work yeah. before you jump. Mm-hmm. You just go because sometimes you need the free fall to figure out what it mm-hmm. is, how it is your wings work. Mm-hmm. You. There's a bird, I can't remember what the bird is, it's albatross. The first time a, an albatross sets flight, it's flying for like seven years or something. And I love this analogy because it, if it doesn't fly, it just falls. Mm-hmm. So it has to learn to fly as it jumps off the cliff. And I think that as people, we've that's kind of been the epitome over the last, like mm-hmm. especially the last year, it's been this epitome of like, don't you don't always need... There's a quote that I've come up with whilst hiking. So this is, I'm going on a right tangent of quotes here. But it's like, you don't have to see the path. Just know that there is one. And I think that this was a a moment of less... Tell the we told our te- uh, our uh, landlord that we'd be out by September. And we did this before you'd even quit your job. No, I'd already quit Had my you? job. Yeah, I quit my job before. Oh, wow. Okay. So so yeah, but, that does happen. I think we should go into that in our individual ones. So, I mean, I'm lost now. I can't remember where we okay. were. You've kind of just gone off I'm on a tangent. Sorry. <laughs> I wanted to get some inspirational quotes in. But um so we were in this flat, we we'd realised Australia wasn't on the cards. We'd toyed with the idea of going to Costa Rica, but then we realised that we what we needed to do was something that gave us the opportunity to work on our thing and spend the days together doing us. And the van became more and more of an apparent thing to do. And at this point, we only had... I'd already quit my job. I'd I'd made that leap. I'd done the, let's test if these wings fly. You made the leap or I pushed you off? (laughs) Laura had given me a good tug. Um, And then we only had two months left by this point well by the time we'd come mm-hmm. to all this conclusion it had been a very rushed thing in our head and again we'd listened to some of the doubt that we'd been sort of projected around us which 
let's be honest, guys, is it's impossible not to. You you will people's doubt does infiltrate your thoughts, and it's just about sort of deciphering that and sieving it out a little bit. Um, but then we decided, okay, the van is the thing. We wanted to convert our own, but we realised that we probably didn't have long enough. Well, we had and two months before having to leave that flat. Leave the flat, but also with the pressures of coronavirus, yeah. this we already knew that a lockdown had happened where you weren't allowed to leave, where you weren't allowed to go and explore. And although that's, you know, there's 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 plenty of reason for that, we wanted to get out and explore and if we had to be in a quote unquote lockdown that at least we'd be out exploring in within the lockdown mm-hmm. as opposed to be somewhere that was felt like we were still stood mm-hmm. on the edge of the cliff you know free fall or fly mm-hmm. so we decided on buying the converted van which funnily enough kind of was bought through the house deposit kind of thing does that not make sense so like our deposit for the house that we never bought yeah was kind of bought we had kind of bought the van with it well we spent the next two months in a weird way we weren't in a very kind of did buy a house to be honest (laughs) like the next two months we were not very well the the, i guess the only trouble with the analogy of test your wings jump off the cliff and see if they open it's rocky is it's windy it doesn't although in your gut the whole time you know you've made the right decision it comes with a whole cohort of oh my god how does this work it's and up and it's down relying, it's relying relying on that it's, initial decision yeah that it worked just just going hang on a minute no we made this decision for a reason we will make it work mm-hmm. and you wrote a song you did obviously your 30 day 10 song challenge and you wrote a song fly and that kind of really you know that was the song that we always kind of go back to and in those two months we kept going back to and it was always like you know it's actually our mantra that we'll uh we'll we'll whip out at the end but um it's it's all inside of you you know it's you are your home you are if you if you take control then everything will be okay it's, it's the, the the idea that what you need is everything you already are mm-hmm. and i think that we all live in a world especially in the west where we are told we need more we need this we need a qualification we need a um a certain amount of money we need we need things we're we'd sold this idea that we need things before we can go and do what what it is we want to do and it isn't until you realize that actually everything you need is already in you mm-hmm. it's all there everything you need you already have and that when we were going through these crazy doubts and wondering if we were really making the right decisions um i mean one of my coping mechanisms for anything um is to write songs is to create and I was doing this 30 day 10 song challenge partly just as a challenge for me but also as a kind of coping mechanism for anything we're going through Um, and we went on this walk and Laura and I um, I was going through some real doubts and we're as a couple really good at if one of us is down the other's up so the other can often pull the other one up 
with them and go, no, you're not going down there. I always go to Laura, don't fall down the slope. It's and, so <laughs> but but it works. So. I but the same happens to me when I'm falling down the slope. You pick, you you pull me up, and this was one of those times where I was falling down the slope, and you just came up with all these quotes. And one Listen of them to the song "Fly," and um, one of them was the song "Fly." It ended up being the lyrics, which we've decided is our mantra. Tell you what, can we finish it off? Can we finish the podcast off with that song? We should that put it on. Yeah, 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 we could do that. Cool. We can, we'll yeah, finish we can the, finish, we'll finish this podcast off with mantra. that song. That's but then, awesome. so here's the this epic, epic um, story. We're totally going over here, but it's We've fine. Gone, just, yeah. yeah, we ended up buying the van, but we bought the van two weeks before the, the end, the of, end our of the tenancy. tenancy. We and found the van. It wasn't even a case of we'd found it and we thought about it. Buying the van was probably like I think we put it down as one of our most memorable moments. But I think it also was another it was another really testing moment amongst quitting the jobs, mm-hmm. amongst deciding to leave the flat, amongst sort of telling our families that this is what we were gonna mm-hmm. do. Because it was a, a testing moment because it was a really bold decision to just that was the moment where it was really final. Mm-hmm. It was like, okay, we really are going to do mm-hmm. this and there's no going back. And even once we had it, that next month, whilst we were fully into it there were some tough moments i guess i want to get across like when you take the less like not even the less trodden path when you make a decision in life that you really want to make but it also comes with a whole cohort of doubt from other people doubt in yourself and worries and anxieties of whether you can really make it work whether that's taking on a new job or taking on a challenge, um, going traveling, uh, deciding to chase your dreams, whatever it is, the feeling that comes isn't necessarily good, but it's not necessarily bad. It's electric. And all I can describe of when we bought the van onwards, even sometimes to these days, the feeling is electricity. You are energized beyond anything you've ever really done and i guess people that have traveled and boarded that flight or you know some of the other guests we've had on miguel moving across the the world um laurie moving across the world beth and jake deciding to do the van life um they're feeling i'm talking for them but i'm talking for us is electricity and you're like electricity, your spark, and sometimes those sparks that are a spark of joy and sparks mm-hmm. of incredible mm-hmm. feeling, and sometimes those sparks are, are electric shocks yeah. where it hurts, and you're going, I don't know, I don't know if I could do this. Yeah. And I guess one thing that Laura and I definitely had is, and and still have to this day, is each other, mm-hmm. which is is amazing because mm-hmm. we can, like I said, if someone's falling down the slope, pick them back up. Yeah. But that those two months of well, the month we had the van that we were doing it up that we hadn't even set on coming to Europe at that point. We didn't no. really know. We just knew that we were going to use we the van. We said Scotland. The van was a, a means of exploring to f- discover us and discover, work out how we were going to make us work mm-hmm. and sustain our sort of ambition. And 
just know that if there's a there's a decision in your life, guys, people listening to this, that would make you feel full of electricity, then it's worth taking. Mm-hmm. No matter how many what ifs, yeah, and and it doesn't necessarily mean it's going to be good all the time, but it's not going to be bad all the time. It's going to be electric, and I feel like following the electricity, Mm -hmm. like that's that. One thing I also want to say, you had said when we were talking, you had said rather than September, why not wait another three months? Let's just do December. Yeah, I doubted it. You were waiting for the right time. Uh-huh. And guys, there is never a right time because there's always going to be a, a what if. There's always going to be something in the way. Mm-hmm. No matter what. You know, we were even, we were having people ask us, oh, what if this breaks down? Or what if your boiler breaks down in the winter? Or what How if, are you going to do this? What if this, what if that? that? But work? when you live in a house, your boiler will still break down. You know, yeah. there's there's as much problems in a house than there is in a van. There's as much problem in your own business as there is in someone else's business. Yeah. We learn, You're... we all learn this through coronavirus. Uh-huh. You, no one is higher or better or anything than there's, anyone else. There's as and many there problems and there's right as many. Time. Yeah. Exactly. If we had waited those three extra months, Benedict, we wouldn't have. Been we would we still be in the UK because the UK is still in a lockdown. Yeah. And we would have figured something else out, I'm sure. But but we you know, yeah. there is no right time. So, so don't guys, wait on the right time. if there is something that you want to do, that you are craving to do, that you are dreaming, that is in your gut, then do it. Figure out a way to do it. Mm-hmm. Take that control because no matter how I don't know how to say this, no matter how controlled you feel by someone else, you are always in control. You control. are you. No one else is you. So take that path, whatever it is. Seek for advice if you need it. But at the end of the day, advice that you're getting from others, they're not you. They're older, they're younger, they're on a different path. There are... How many people are there in the world? Seven billion? billion There are seven billion different less trodden paths in the world. Make yours your own. Take advice listen to advice but at the end of the day the decision that you make is your decision don't let anyone else's and anyone in you know friends family the government whatever get in the way you are in control and if you want it so bad then it will always work yeah that's a some real powerful stuff you're coming (laughs) out with there oh honestly i think it's just because because i have you know, as from my own experience, I've been through so much in that kind of sense. And even to this day, this life is magical and more. Mm-hmm. But there are days where I struggle and yeah. I'm putting it out there. I'm human. You're human. We're all human. There is, you know, it's the same as the grass is greener on the other side. No, it's not. You could be the richest man on earth. You will still be, you will still have unhappy days. Well, I think that they, it's about the... I've said it before, um, life doesn't have a a destination. Mm-hmm. And that sounds really cliche, but what you've got to remember is life is a series of ups and downs. Mm-hmm. And it doesn't finish on an up or finish on a down. Mm-hmm. It's just sometimes there's down mm-hmm. and sometimes there's up. And it's just about being on the waves. Mm-hmm. And yeah, you uh, you do 
it would be nice to have a life that's predominantly ups. And I think that through coping mechanisms and stuff, you can kind of cultivate a life that it, that where you know you can get push yourself through the downs mm-hmm. and and ride the ups. But at the end of the day, no matter what decision you decide to take in life, whether you you know you you really pursue the things you want to do or you, you don't whatever happens it will be ups and downs but wouldn't it make sense to have those downs and and those ups in a life that you decided that mm-hmm. you might really want and i think that that i want to i feel like we should end this podcast because by the, the time we sort of we we've, we've left the story <laughs> out we got the van a month later we we came out to europe and here we are and mm-hmm. it's been 3 months and and a bit and I guess mm-hmm. we could go into some stories about that so but I think more, but... maybe we don't maybe we leave it there because that was the sort of moment that our Lestron path really kicked off because yeah. that's like the point where we really had jumped off the cliff and it was like okay let's test these wings out baby let's mm-hmm. see what they do um, but I guess I we should round this podcast off on like the fact that we still haven't figured it out but we know that we're on the path yeah. and it, you can feel that magic in the air and things keep happening for Laura and I, especially since we've made that leap that are working mm-hmm. and, you know, through, through making a business of uh, between each other and trying out different things, even this podcast, like opportunities start coming your way when you've taken that leap and I can't yeah. hammer that home enough like i've like when we go into our individual uh podcasts um i've you know done things in life like through music and and different things and all i can all i can really recommend to anybody and this what might sound like completely crazy to people that haven't made the those crazy leaps but the minute you make those leaps that are the ones that you really want to take things start happening mm-hmm. What was that thing Opportunities I kept saying to come you? your way. I can't think. Something like, you can't move forwards whilst there's something in the way. You Holding can't. Holding you back. Yeah, but. You can't you know, open the door. You were never, we were never no. going to come to this next step whilst you were still in your job. Yeah. The moment you quit your job, and this is not even, I'm not even kidding. The moment you quit your job another door opened yeah like it literally did sometimes you have to close the door behind mm-hmm. you in order to open the one in front mm-hmm. and you can't do both at the same time one you can't thing... have both ha- hands on each mm-hmm. door you sometimes you just have to close that door and take the leap that but that's what the leap it's, is you know one thing that i'll go into more when we do our separate podcasts is when i quit my job back in the summer as in summer 2019 mm-hmm. I think it was I had nothing planned and I didn't I had no idea I had literally no idea what I was going to do and within four months I was back on my feet yeah and yeah it and takes time it but and you'd figured it out it with no it. help from yeah. well you help but like only help that you cultivated you done it dived into myself and that's for a another time to kind of dive into diving into yourself as well because again going back to everything you need you already have it mm-hmm. is you it is in you but guys we better wrap ran, it up we've ran over we're, so much we're uh we're so, to get on but bucket list quickly as we we always 
finish off with three three kind of things we will also finish off with as promised the song the song which is also our, our mantra. bucket list goal together is to drive to Tallinn, Estonia. Obviously, if you listen to the start of the podcast, you'll know why. Yeah. <laughs> and that is our big bucket list goal that in this big... current life, mm-hmm. future kind it's of things. It's not our overarching bucket yeah. list goal, as in like for life. I guess that would probably be to do what we're doing. Yeah. But our, <laughs> the bucket list goal we wanted to mention on this podcast is we'd like to get Nelly the van to Tallinn, Estonia mm-hmm. because yeah. it's like the big spot for us. Yeah. And the mantra that we go by is the song Fly by August Radio Project, a.k.a. me. (laughs) (laughs) But Laura kind of wrote it because it was right in that conversation. And I tell you what, I'll put the audio for that song on now. So enjoy. We're off to eat some stir fry. Super hungry. So enjoy the song and we'll catch you soon, guys. Thank you for listening. Peace, love. Lift your feet off, tell me how you feel Nothing beneath them, tell me that it's real There'll never be a moment that feels just right There's no time like the present, so hold on tight And we'll fly, yeah we'll fly When it's you and me against the wind Girl we'll be just fine, we'll just fly Yeah we'll fly When we lose the earth beneath us Baby, it's alright, we'll just fly Follow your heart, it's only then you'll know Where to find it, it's there you'll start to grow Even if we end up with nothing at all What we have inside is what we've needed all along Cause we'll fly, yeah we'll fly When it's you and me against the wind Girl we'll be just fine, we'll just fly Yeah we'll fly When we lose the earth beneath us Baby it's alright, we'll just fly Spread your wings, lean over the side We'll either hit the ocean or maybe we'll just glide There'll never be a moment that feels just right There's no time like the present, so hold on tight Even if we end up with nothing at all What we have inside is what we've needed all along Cause we'll fly, yeah we'll fly When it's you and me against the wind Girl we'll be just fine, we'll just fly Yeah we'll fly When we lose the earth beneath us Baby You have been listening to the Less Trodden Path podcast with Laura and Benedict Make sure you subscribe to us on whichever platform it is you're using. If you would like to feature on the Less Trodden Path...